Welcome to Motherbirth. I'm your host, Melissa Reeves, and I'm a holistic coach, doula, and healer. Join me and inspiring guests as we share the stories, wisdom, and transformation of motherhood and invite you to step courageously down the path of your own birth as a mother. Welcome to Mother Birth. Melissa here. I'm so excited to be hosting another show today. Um, I just want to share a quick announcement with you guys before I dive in with our guest today. Um, If you listened to the last episode of the show, you heard all about the collaboration that I'm doing with my friend Jess, um, launching this beautiful project, Moon Daughters, where we are empowering mothers to accompany their daughters on this beautiful transition to motherhood and and really helping them connect with the power of their feminine cycle at any age. And that's something that I'm just so deeply passionate about and excited about. Um, We are launching a group, an immersion uh, program in September. It begins September 3rd, and that is going to be a six-week program. Um, There's You can go to moondaughters.com to check out all the details on that. We have early bird pricing right now through next week. That ends on August 26th. And right now you can get the um, the immersive program for $199. So please go over to moondaughters.com and check that out. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today because it's really in alignment with this whole conversation. Um, we're going to be chatting with April McMurtry, who is the founder of The Moon Is My Calendar. And so she's going to share her story of becoming a mother and what an awakening that was to her. Um, So April, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. And thank you, Melissa, for having me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I, you know, it's this, it feels like a chapter, right? This chapter of before becoming a mother was a chapter, many chapters. Um, And so my daughter is almost 12 now. Um, and what I found was that in my own life, I thrived on a certain amount of chaos mm. that I didn't really have a rhythm to my days even. Um, and having a child then, um, it was like all the gears needed to be switched. And I just felt that jolting forward and backward and, and, um, this child, this baby needing a rhythm and, and looking to me for that. <laughs> and yeah. so that was quite, um, uh, it's, it's been an ongoing process. Mm. Um, and so it took me quite a while then to be ready. I knew that, that I wanted to have another child um, and the time was going on and on. And I really felt like I was just getting a hang of having this, this rhythm with it all, of all the pieces in my life and all the wheels that were turning and needing to be, you know, tended to. Um, And then I became pregnant again um, with my second daughter. And she really, she came into the world. She was born on a blue moon in August um, on a full moon and came into my world and really brought more of this moon work into my, um, just into my being, into my field, into my being. Um, and, and so finding that rhythm and, and connecting with, with the moon is something that has 
taught me, you know, I needed in some ways looking outside of myself for a guide, for a teacher Mm. and finding that direct relationship with the moon as, as a guide and, and as a teacher. Um, I remember being in labor and I was walking through the street as, you know, like um, probably 10 o'clock at night and the wind was whipping around and, and the moon was full. I was like, okay, this is, you know, just going back to that feeling and that sensation mm-hmm. in that moment it was like something was coming. Some big winds were coming in to, to shift and change both my reality and experience, but how I approached the rhythm of my life. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you're, you're describing the birth of your second daughter, who's five yeah. or so years younger than your first. Is that correct? Yeah, she'll be, she'll be um, seven okay. this month. So what did that period of time between your your first daughter's birth and your second daughter's birth look like what was the transformation that occurred to kind of uh, you know make you ready for this download that's occurring as you're you know preparing to bring your second daughter into the world yeah so much it's like just even you asking that question is going through these archives (laughs) how to access and get back to that you know because there was the relationship with the changes of my physical body, if I didn't recognize my physical form anymore, nothing that fit me before fit me afterwards. So I was like, how do I even put myself together to be in the world? Um, Before she was born, I was teaching full time at an all girls school. Um, And after her birth, um, I went to part time. And so was trying to be like the best mother I could be and trying to also be the best teacher that I could be and felt like I was failing at both miserably. Um, At that point, I found, I was like, I need something. And I, on this journey, I was like, I know, I just need to be a hairdresser. That would make my life so much easier. (laughs) And I laugh now, thinking back to that, I actually went and interviewed at two beauty schools. And I was like, why would that why would that be the answer? But I was looking, I was searching, I was like, something is not working. And um, you know, I think both the needs of, of being a teacher and, and working with students of what they need from you and then and then having a young child and still nursing um, and feeling like everything was flowing mm. out and nothing was right. flowing back in. Um, and we were moving every year just because we were renting and so there wasn't that that stable ground to even build up right. from um, in the home space. And so in this, all this searching, I was like, okay, something I need to get back in touch with my body. And I found, um, you know, it was one of those serendipitous, like when you're in those, you know, my experience of being in a moment of deep, deep searching and longing and like, I'm on my knees begging. Um, I found an ad for a, um, a group dance, um, uh, group dance experience called Bio Danza. Um, and it's an international, it's a, you know, it's, it's a form and there's teachers all over the world. Um, and I found this group that I was a part of for the next three years. And I really look back and think that that, that movement of reconnecting with my body um, was so essential in so, so many ways of, of recognizing both the initiation that I had gone through and now who am I now? Um and during that time, I remember there was a total lunar eclipse <clears throat> that after one of those dance classes, I um, 
and it's not really a dance class. It's hard to explain, but you can look it up. Biodanza, B-I-O-B-O-Danza, D-A. I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, they want to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Just for fun. You know, it was, I had never heard of it before and, and I'm really grateful for the practice and, and the teacher and the, um, after a class, I went up, up into the hills um, in, in Northern California and in the Oakland Hills, there's an observatory. And I went up with a friend to go see the lunar eclipse that was happening. And um, there was something that in that moment just opened up to see the moon disappearing um, or the sort of what I realized was this illusion of this disappearing of being eclipsed um, and then re- being reborn. And so in that presence of, you know, the moon goes in shadow and then glows red and then the light comes back. I was just very, very open to receiving that, um, um, that teaching. And it connected to other healing that I was doing around um, uh, the experience of relationship with death, relationship with the, a divine who would, um, you know, cause, seemingly take away somebody through mm-hmm. like death, tragic death and loss. Um, an experience from my my younger teenage years that I was still grieving. So there's these all these layers of losing a best friend at a young age, um, and seeing that death was also this this illusion that there's this veil, um, and that it's a part of this cycle. That there's not just life and then a ending point um, in a linear way. That I felt like this initiation into this cycle. And bringing life into the world, you know, being a mother is also brings, you know, brought me into relationship with death as well. So this full um, opening up to another layer of embracing the fullness of of the cycle and and the kind of forgiveness that I was still really angry about. Um, So that that eclipse moment was was. Yeah, I. I look back now and there was something I was just ready in a way that I, that I was closed off before. Um, and also at, during that time, um, a dear friend of mine, um, uh, her daughter was born about six months before me. And so she was always like that one step ahead. <laughs> I think it helps as a, as a, a parent to have somebody in your life. Mm-hmm. That's like just a little bit around the corner. Um, she and I would meet on the new moon. And so um, both holding space for each other and having mm-hmm. this anchor of a practice um, of whenever the new moon was, and it did not matter, um, you know, what day of the week it was um, honored, you know, going onto the timeline of time spiral <laughs> of the moon Um and creating this this practice with with Sita, um, who's been um, you know a big part of my life and my my growth and transformation as a mother, yeah. and also in working with the moon, um, uh, and and having that steady practice for many years before the calendar and creating this tool um, was even that came after the birth of my second daughter and that's, that became the thing that took form 
um, from out of a, a practice that was really um, realizing it was both stabilizing and brought rhythm. And that rhythm was to the beat of the moon. It wasn't like, okay, Friday night, um, we're going to meet or something. It was like, no, when's the moon new? And that's going to be the, um, the reference, the point of reference to be in relationship with the cycle. Right. This anchor mm-hmm. that, that has significance in your life, right? That you, you come back to and that you spiral around and you, you grow in relationship with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And seeing what, and un- seeing what unfolds. And I feel like that's been, um, being able to be in this, you know, this, it creates a container and that's, um, you know, and what you're doing in creating a program is this, here's this container, here's this space that's created to hold us. Um, you know, as a mother, we're, I feel so often that I'm, I'm holding space, I'm holding space for my daughters, for their experience. And how yeah. can I widen that container for them to not feel constricted and constrained and controlled, um, mm. you know, by me or, or whatever, <laughs> but to be able to expand and experience themselves. Um, and then the question then for me is who's holding space for that for me. Right. Absolutely. Um, And that's what I see a lot of your work is, is, is doing that. And, and, and as a mother, we need, you know, in order to hold space for my daughters, the more that I feel held, um, the better, um, the better equipped and the better job that I, I feel like I do. Well, absolutely. And that, that is true on so many levels. I mean, you know, we can talk about that from a spiritual aspect, right? But we can just talk about it from a practical aspect. I mean, we, you know, the, the work of mothering is, is, is giving, you know, we are continually giving of our life force. And if that is the only direction, you know, if we only have output and we don't have input, then we are going to be, we are going to be drained. We're not going to be, um, you know, vital and thriving in that place. Mm-hmm. And so just from an everyday practical standpoint, this is the importance of community. And throughout, you know, throughout all of the, um, the you know, growth of mother birth and all of the conversations with women we've had, that has really been one of the themes. Like what does community look like? But, you know, really true, authentic community, not just, you know, the people that you um, clean up the house for, uh, for Sunday brunch, you know, mm-hmm. what does it really look mm-hmm. like to hold each other in, in these, um, in all of, in all of it, in the, in the deepness, in the darkness, in the richness, in the, um, you know, in the pain, in the full cycle. Right. And I think that so much of what you're describing about the moon and what I'd love to, what I'd love to um, have you share next is just a little bit about what you have created and we'll kind of dive back into your story. But mm-hmm. I think now women need to hear like, what, you know, what is this, what is this idea of, of connecting in this way with the moon in, in terms of like being a guide for my life. Like, what does that really look like? And, and, and I see, um, you know, my own experience of that, like you described, um, you know, we, we can kind of use the word cycle frivolously um, and, mm-hmm. and not really know what it means, right. Not really understand mm-hmm. what it is we're referring to. What, what is the implication of cycle? And, and the reality is, mm-hmm. is that something that is a cycle is something that's, that's, you know, unbroken, like it's end is, is the new beginning. It's, it's beginning is, is the end. There's, there's an unbrokenness to it in that sense. And so that cycle of, you know, that we experience in our own 
in our own lives of, you know, birth, um, change, transformation, you know, death and, and all of that. And then, and then the, the micro cycles that we experience of that in our bodies every single month through the menstrual cycle of, of, you know, rebirth and, and growth and, and creation. And then, um, you know, going inward and dying again, right. This beautiful cycle that we've, for the most part as a culture, um, been offended by (laughs) and, you know, tried to transcend without realizing the gift that it is to Mm. our whole beings, Mm. to, to our beings on every single level. Um, that is mirrored in the world all around us, that cycle, right? So, so why don't you take yeah. us a little bit into, into that piece of it? Tell us about what, you know, what is the moon is my calendar? And, and, and maybe um, let's just explore that idea of the cycle a little bit more. I know you have so much wisdom around that. So, yeah. so I'm just going to hand the, the torch to you. <laughs> I love what it's, it's so true. And I feel like that's, that has been what I've come to understand and realize through the work um, in what I'm sharing is for myself to be an advocate for the cycle and to help others to also really speak up for their own cycle, whether that is a menstrual cycle or whether that is, um, you know, something that I've shared with women who've asked me about how do I connect with the moon? I'm not bleeding either. I'm not bleeding anymore, or I don't have a cycle, whether that's after childbirth or for all of the other reasons um, of having a hysterectomy or all of, all of the reasons that, that so many reasons. Yeah. So many reasons. Um, And that's not my field of, of, you know, expertise, but it's the understanding of um, that's the inner, there is an inner cycle and the moon then is cycling for each of us. Mm. Whatever our relationship to the menstrual cycle is, the moon is is going through those phases um, and can be in a way brought brought in in relationship as, as an ally and as a teacher um, for understanding that this is how <laughs> this is how the micro and the macro, the big and the the inner and the outer, this pulse of life. This is how it goes. This is how it works. And um, really being able to have a relationship with the moon has taught that to me. Mm-hmm. So my work has first been that I needed this as a mom who was struggling to find rhythm, who was so exhausted, who I was burnt out to the point of my hair was falling out and I'd have nerve twitches in really strange places all over my body. Mm-hmm. Um, my nervous system was just on this there was a frazzledness and I and yeah you're in a state of activation that, that and you're and you're not that output for sure mm-hmm. and so as you were describing it that very much is the you know it's as if I expected myself and many many I'm sure many listeners can relate to this expectation of I'm going to be in a full moon phase constantly every day I'm going to wake up and just be full and like shining bright and glowing um and the reality is that ebbs and flows and that waxes and wanes and so then looking even at myself turning that mirror and the moon really is this very very sacred mirror of reflecting Mm -hmm. back um and community and other um other women and other mothers but other people in our lives um can also be that mirror 
and as a mom, I feel like I'm that mirror for my daughters. Um, and, and and they're that mirror for you. So much. I know. I love. Um, painfully a, so. Painfully <laughs> so. I know that um, the um, just how and from your website, I loved this, and I wrote it down. Um, children invite us to heal the things that we haven't faced, um, and that facing is really looking. It's looking in the mirror, and um, so this tool of creating the calendar you know, here's my experience of I'm expecting myself to just have the energy all the time and be able to do all the things I need to do for work outside of the home and for my daughters and for my relationship with my my husband and within my family and on and on um, was then one of the really key things that I share and I teach is how to honor all the phases. How are the ways? And this is an ongoing conversation that I'm glad we're we're getting to talk about this and really that the ripples can spread out is how do I honor all the phases of myself? How do I even know what those are? Um, One of the pages in the, in the new moon calendar and journal, which is a tool that has a circular calendar because I realize, Oh, that's how I think. That's how I perceive and relate to time. And all throughout my life before having this tool, I didn't quite get how time worked because I was looking at boxes. I was trying to chart my cycle, putting a dot in a box and then counting days. And it never made sense. Now it makes sense because it's in relationship. It's in relationship to, um, to a, um, to the cycle. So that, that circular nature of coming back around. And as you said, the end is also the beginning. Um, And, so in that one of the pages is knowing your orbits and that's the part of knowing all the phases is what are the orbits I go through um, each month or each lunar cycle. Um, and those I'll just read a couple examples because it does allow us to explore different dimensions that maybe, you know, were not approved of by our own parents or authority figures or teachers. And so we're like, okay, I won't, how do I have this reflected back to myself if it looks like I'm not supposed to or allowed to express? Mm, Right. Um, You know, and some of those being going from insecurity to confidence of how is it my orbit from times where I feel very insecure and vulnerable um, and not sure of myself and other times like confidence and I got this. Um, And so that being an orbit that then I can look at if that's something that I'm choosing to to, to really tune into, um, to make a mark, right? You know, this tool really is this, um, it's like a snapshot. It's not journaling pages and pages. And, and a number of women have asked for more pages in there. I'm like, well, my personal practice is I have a journal with lots of pages that are blank. And I have this, which is then a snapshot to see where I could make a mark for myself just to note and say, wow, I'm feeling really insecure today. I feel like I'm comparing myself to everyone else and I'm just not measuring up. And to allow that um, space to exist Mm. without the judgment and needing to fix that because I know it's going to change and shift. And I know, um, like even, you know, personally and yesterday and today, I'm like, wow, I feel so great. I feel like I've got this. What were all those things that I was doubting before um, that felt so real and they were 
And yet now I have this context to understand and be held um, within the lunar cycle, you know, within this practice. And it really is a practice. And just to embrace the the fullness of that range, right? To to understand that, you know, I feel like so much of what many mothers experience within certainly the early days of motherhood, but what well beyond that as well, you know, we think of postpartum depression or anxiety or um, you know, just the overwhelm of motherhood, so much of it is is us feeling stuck in something that we're actually going mm. to move through. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't understand that mm-hmm. yet. And so much of that is because we don't see ourselves as these cyclical beings that that really are in a place that is going to change even if we did nothing. Yeah. Even if we did nothing to change it, it is going to shift on its own, because that is the nature of the cycle, right? And so, you know, I experienced severe postpartum anxiety after my first son was born. And I had no context and no personal practice or framework at that time to understand that as terrible as what I was experiencing was, that it was something that was going to to shift and change. And that actually... that actually caused me to stay stuck in that place because that was what I was like causing to be true in my life was that this is forever. Right. Yeah. And I want to share a story that happened to me really recently that I think just really, um, um, captures this beautifully. You know, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very in tune with my cycle and kind of what's happening in my body and in my emotions and in my creativity throughout. And, and that's something that I, I um, am one of the ways I support that is by, you know, like right now, for example, I'm recording a whole bunch of podcasts this week because I'm ovulating. And I know that that is a great time for me to connect, to communicate, to express myself, to be social, to be, you know, um, high energy. Like I just, I know that about myself and I, and there are other times of the cycle where I I don't, unless I really have to engage in that kind of um, interaction. And so recently I was traveling with my family. We went to New York for my son's 10th birthday and it was during, um, I was, you know, a few days before my, um, my, you know, my period, my, my moon time. And Normally, during that time of my cycle, I know that I am very inward and and reflective and intuitive, and I kind of am in like a wrapping up phase, and I and I prefer not to have a ton of, you know, social time or social requirements. But you know, I was on this trip, and it was like a great trip, and and I it was the first time I'd gone on a trip like that since I've been this in tune with my mm. my own inner cycle. And, and I really didn't make the space I needed for, for my own self. I kind of just thought, okay, I, I didn't actually think very much about it is what was the case. And we were gone for five days. And on the last day, I mean, I had like a full on toddler temper tantrum on an airplane, mm. on mm. an airplane. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, wow. it was so dramatic over the top. I was really in that, you know, um, what, you know, what some, sometimes people call like the crazy woman archetype or, you know, like just Mm. fully like had not listened to myself and was like at, you know, in, in rage mode. And the, this is the beautiful thing about it. 
instead of being like, oh, you know, fuck, what's wrong with me? Like, or, and my husband wasn't even worried about me. We both knew exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. We knew that I had just not created the space I needed for myself to have that inward time, that, that like restorative time. And, and that like, this was the consequence that we were paying. And, and it just felt very much like, oh, lesson learned, like won't let yeah. that happen again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm being with what is right. I'm, I'm understanding why it's happening and I'm understanding that I'm going to move through it. Right. This is, this is like part of this cycle. It's happening because of a way I didn't support myself. And like, I get to go again. I get to go again. It was just this beautiful moment of like, I was actually like on the plane, like going back and forth between hysterically crying and hysterically laughing because (laughs) I mean, it was so dramatic. It was, it was really over the top, but I felt like, wow, this is, this is a gift to me because I, I am not trapped in this. This is, this is happening and this is part of part of who I am and part of what um, is happening because of, you know, because of how things have been. And, and I get to like have a say in that Um, it was, you know, and that's a big part of what we are are creating with moon daughters is, is really um, both for the women who, who participate, but helping our daughters realize this, like the fullness of our feminine range and, and the fullness yeah. of the experiences that we have and the, ex- and the ways we express ourselves and the ways we can feel and how that changes throughout our cycle. And that that's all okay. There's nothing that's like, you know, bad, wrong or broken. Yeah. And not being also like, as you're describing that, this is me in this moment and it doesn't define Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And it's something that I'm moving through and to have that context. And, and that's really what this, the tool as a calendar in the way of working with it as a practice, what becomes illuminated and then what you see around different times, either of the moon cycle itself. And then, you know, then there's all these, these two, if there's an inner cycle of the menstrual cycle, then there's these two cycles happening simultaneously um, that then it takes a while to, to, because, you know, if it's not something we were taught as a young person, um, then there isn't that bigger context to see, oh, this is me in relationship to not taking care of myself at a time when I needed some downtime mm-hmm. before that rebirth can happen, yeah. because that has to happen. And so, you know, I, very much relate to just having to laugh at myself of here I did the thing again that I said I wasn't ever going to do because I learned Mm -hmm. (laughs) supposedly the last time I did this and yet there's some lessons that just are going to keep coming up um, and keep having a subtlety or nuance to them or just like a very much in your face okay I really see I get the message I can see more clearly (laughs) and I get the message and I might have to go through it again and hopefully possibly each time then I won't be as hard on myself as I know definitely as a mom I'm like wow my standards for perfection are unattainable (laughs) they're just not and so I can I can see that and not be so hard on myself and just have a little more ease and I think language of how it's how this is communicated and um, from from what you're sharing and you know the work that I'm doing is is coming into relationship and having this self-study practice with the calendar with a, a deeper understanding of the phases how my relationship to the phases is being able to communicate and have language that you know my 
my mom didn't have that language. She didn't pass it on to me. And now that's shifting for me to talk to my daughters and tell them this was my last. So this last cycle, I was also bleeding around the full moon um, and being able to say to them, this is what I'm going through is like, I need to hibernate. It's like I'm experiencing a winter for myself and I need to go in a cave a little bit to hibernate. Otherwise I won't be able to come out and come out the other side and have, have energy and be able to be really um, uh, present right now. I'm, I'm drawing inward and to find the language in each cycle, right? I get, we all get another chance to refine. Um, and it takes that awareness and that self-study and, and having a relationship with the moon and gives us even larger container and context um, to be able to, for me to communicate to my daughters, this is what's going on. This is why usually I have a lot of patience. And right now I have very, very, very little patience. Every sound that you make, every time you repeat the same thing over and over, I am on the verge of like losing it. <laughs> and to not say this is me and there's something wrong right now because I can't perform or be the way that I think of myself to be at all, maybe other times yeah. of the cycle. To communicate it in a way where it's not putting it down um, and, you know, blaming it for happening and being a bad thing but to say like it's natural and the natural world all the plants and animals and beings and creatures are take time to rest <laughs> they do otherwise they can't come back and emerge in spring or you know whatever it may be this is what's happening um as a natural part of the cycle so that that and when, when we give ourselves that permission, we give our daughters yeah. that permission, right? If that's if that's what they see as the possibility, right? Instead of the limitation, like, oh, mom is mom is limited yeah. in some way. Um, that's what it's going to be like for me. I'm just going to I'm going to you know I'm going to tr to transcend that. I'm I'm not going to let it you know hold me back. Instead, it's the possibility of how how can you create the space that you need, knowing that that space makes you more present, um, more, um, you know, more intuitive, mm -hmm. more creative, more loving, more nurturing, more all of these things, all, whatever it is that, that you, whatever energies that you need in your life to, to be the person that, you know, that you are in, in your world. Um, that's all, it's possible to amplify all of that by this kind of cyclical yeah. awareness. And it's, it's, an, it's an appreciation for something that is that can have its challenges and that um, mainstream and at large and in many, most workplaces isn't being honored or talked about. And that's where it's like, that's going to shift in this, our, this generation, this time, this now that's going to shift because the way that it's like business as usual is this like continuous growth. That's unrealistic and, and always being on, um, always having energy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you boost it with, you know, choose your thing that you're going to, um, where you're going to get it from. But how is that energy then? What is my natural flow of energy? And the more that I've tuned in with that and worked with the circular calendar, worked with understanding all of what are my phases that I go through, um, it has been a very deep self, self-study. And then to be able to share that, um, you know, in, in, 
in different forms so that we each have our own language about how we talk about the cycle um, in a way, you know, working with the seasons, that one feels to me very natural. And my name is April. And so I just laugh too when I'm, I'm like, oh, ha, I'm making a calendar. My name is a month. <laughs> it's this yeah. time of year of this rebirth in the springtime, which I'm, I'm very drawn to. And I, and I then look at what are the other phases that do feel more challenging to me. Um, and so coming up with that language for the winter time, and that's that time of that ultimate release and that ultimate, like, that can feel like there's a, a scarcity, a scarcity of energy. There's not enough of me to go around. There's not enough food in the pantry, you know, and thinking of like the winter times of, of um, you know, when there's not, nothing's growing, you have to kind of um, prepare. There's a preparation and, and within the seasons yeah. of being in tune with those inner and outer, there's a preparation for winter of what's going to happen when, when you need to extend and slow down because um, so many reasons, right? So that um, communicates my daughters because what I found is that once I start to go inward naturally, and these are two symbols on the calendar, and um, there was a conversation that, um, that both um, Sita, who I mentioned, has been a part of this work. She and I got a chance to talk with um, Alexandra Pope and Sharni Hugo Wurlitzer yeah, of the book Wild, Wild Power, Wild Power um, mm-hmm. um, about, about the seasons and, and having language and describing this for ourselves and communicating it. Um, uh, this season of winter, I felt like so the spiraling inward and and that was one of the things we talked about is this when am I feeling this spiraling spiraling inward of my energy and when am I feeling this spiraling outward as just a starting baseline point um and so when I start to feel that spiraling inward I feel like my daughters sense that and they sense this kind of a scarcity thing and they come after me sometimes like hungry wolves, like they come after me. And so that dynamic had had a lot of friction um, until I was able to start communicating and also saying that to my partner of like, this is what's going on. They feel like they need more of me because they're not feeling my presence as strong because I'm pulling inward and going into this cave time. Um, And it can look the same on the outside. You know, it can, no one else might know that that's happening. It's energetic. Um, and so in noticing that, then we make shifts and adjust around that. And it's not like it's then going to be, you know, perfect on repeat each time through it's work and it's attuning, um, and fine tuning. And yeah. And I so love much that. Of what, mm, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just so much of what you said about early motherhood of feeling like this is forever and I'm going to be stuck in this phase and stuck in this place. Um, you know, I wish this, the work that, that I share is a tool and, and a practice that I wish I had then, because I do think it would have helped me transition and move through times that felt um, uh, endless and so, so challenging and taxing um, to know that the shift, like you said, the shift is going to happen even without the energy is going to change. Yeah. And the circumstance, the, the needs and the everything is going to continue to change. Yeah. And this awareness is not about pretending, like you said, that there aren't challenges, right? It's not about saying like, it's all just, you know, 
it's all just sunshine and roses. I mean, the reality is, is that the, you know, the latter half of our cycle is, is the dark time of, of the cycle. Right. And there are, there are challenges that we face in that inward journey and in the shedding and in the dying, right. Of our, you know, specifically of the menstrual cycle and and that being mirrored in the cycle of the moon as well. It's a, it's a dark time. And, and very interestingly of speaking of the menstrual cycle, what's so interesting to me is that for most women, the, the portion of the cycle that's the longest is actually, you know, after ovulation and before bleeding. So that's the, the luteal phase. For most women, that's the longest time of their cycle. And that's where, you know, where people experience PMS, um, where people, you know, that inward energy is, is very, um, you know, kind of primary. And if we're not, if we're not like, if we're just completely, um, you know, trying to, trying to transcend that or pretend that's not happening, we are missing out on this, this incredible opportunity. And also like, just like, we need to optimize for this. This is the longest part of our cycle. Like if we're not (laughs) Mm -hmm. optimizing for that, we're just like, we're just suffering. Right. And that's what many, many women are doing during that time. They're suffering, right. They are, they are um, fighting against, like, think of, think of birth, right. We all know that you know, if we fight, mm-hmm. if we, if we fight against what's happening in our bodies, that it actually takes longer and we suffer more. Right. Whereas if we surrender, yeah. if we let go, if we accept what is happening, what, what is happening can move through us and can actually happen. Right. And so I love to think of the mm-hmm. seasons that way, you know, um, this language of, of the inner seasons, you know, thinking of our, of our moon time, of our, of our bleeding as winter, you know, I grew up in a, um, small farming community in Northern Canada where, you know, the record low temperature that I experienced growing up was 59 below. So just to give people a little context, like, you know, what, what kind of winter I'm talking about. Wow. Um, and so I actually feel really connected to this, to this concept of seasons. And I know that in different places mm. you leave the season, you know, the change between the seasons is more subtle. Um, but, you know, I really, I've really mm. leaned into this idea that, um, as much as people dread a winter like that and as, and as, you know, difficult as it can be to actually, you know, particularly before modern times potentially survive a winter like that, at the same time, the spring depends on a winter like that. And I know firsthand what it's like to live in a place where if the winter was not sufficient, the spring is, is, is not like it doesn't mm. have the same power. If there wasn't enough snow or if the snow melted too early, the potential of spring is diminished. Like I've seen this firsthand. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, when I, when I think about it, I actually just get chills because it's, it's this ability to see each part of what we experience in our beings and in the world around us as so essential to the cycle as a whole. Like spring cannot happen without winter. It, it won't happen. Like it, it, it yeah. you know, the, the cycle would disintegrate. It wouldn't exist without each of these essential components. And so when we, when we kind of take that idea and bring it into our own sense of both, you know, our inner cycle, if you're menstruating, um, and then just the seasons of our lives, like thinking about postpartum, thinking about pregnancy, thinking about early motherhood, thinking about, um, the relationship that you're describing to the moon and how we kind of move and ebb and flow in rhythm with that. That's a really, really powerful part of being able to say like, okay, this is the dark time. This is the time of going inward. And, and I, even though there are challenges in doing that, 
I, I accept that this is, this is like part of the beautiful whole. Hmm. Part of the beautiful whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, a journey. <laughs> yeah. And that describing of that, the relationship to, um, to the earth, you know, and that's really connecting with the moon. Um, brings us back into more of a relationship with the earth. Um, and that is so needed now. And our body is a part of the earth um, and expresses in many ways what, what is being expressed through this pulse of, of life. And not every winter is the same. And, and that's, that's part of what's dynamic mm-hmm. about the cycle is that the cycle isn't, you can't predict. I remember asking my father. So my father's, I would call him a suburban farmer. He's like a farmer at heart. Um, he had a gardening business when I was very young um, and he named it April's Garden. Um, and we always had, he always had food growing. My mom grew the flowers. My dad grew the food in whatever yard we had. And um, uh, and I say this because there was a time where I was like, dad, how do you know when the frost and when the last frost is? Mm. And I think anyone that you might ask, you know, for anyone listening to who, who works with the earth and is um, a part of, of planting and, and harvesting and working with plants um, uh, or even as an observer, right. That knowing when the last frost is or knowing like when that shift is, it's not like a calendar can tell us that day. Yeah because that day it's dynamic and it's a feeling and it's a sense. And so this is a sense that my father always, he has, he has that sense. Um, And I think it was, you know, even communicated without words to me through his work, through his work with, with the earth and with growing. Mm. Um, He just gave me a harvest of basil yesterday. I was over there. I live close to my parents and um, this huge harvest and bounty of basil. And I'm like, this is love. (laughs) This is like, this this love of working with with the earth and again our body is that I put that into my my body in in making pesto and and feeling that and connecting that relationship is always there and I think when there's an awareness then that relationship becomes even deeper um and it's also my my hope and vision that that then whatever harm is being done to the earth body to our bodies that that relationship can be healed Mm. Um, and through whatever lens that may be. And I know that, that my, both my personal work and what, what I share through the moon is my calendars through the lens of working with the moon to see that mirror, to see that cycle, that relationship and that pulse, um, and how to bring that down to earth. So yeah, one of the, the practices that has come to me through this is creating a mandala for the new moons. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the new moon sitting. And this is what Sita and I would do just naturally would make a collage or, or um, making an image that really could be a symbol and could be a guide um, visually for the energy of what we were calling in um, for the next cycle, for the upcoming cycle. Um, and what I found is that that work I was doing in different journals and they'd get all mixed up with yeah. grocery lists and all kinds of things that I wanted a dedicated space really for this, for this practice, because I saw it 
it building on itself and deepening. Um, and so from that, the last two years, I've um, held space for a Moon Mandala collective um, and circle for creating creating mandalas um, and opening up to that that creativity that that's another dimension of this that that can be how can we access that when that can be cut off or shut down um, how is that expression in our creativity that that connects to that life force that that energy yeah. of expression um, how to access that and and to bring that into the to the work with the moon. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, it's been beautiful and, and been surprising. It's both, this really has come from this personal practice that then I see, oh, and other other people, other women are benefiting from this. So it's really asked me to rise to the occasion um, at times where this I didn't know this, what I was, a part of me knew. Um, but I would think at the time, looking back, that I didn't know that, this was the occasion that I was rising to, um, was to hold space for more than just my own process. Um, and that initiation that really mm. came through, um, through becoming a mother. I remember as you were describing that, um, uh, not working against mm-hmm. ourselves. And so that's been this lens, right? How do I see, what are the mirrors that I can see what are the ways that I'm working against myself? Um, and when my youngest daughter was born, I remember just that what I, I didn't know that this was what I was going to be repeating to myself was that Mm. stay open, stay open. How, how challenging it can be to have such strong sensation and whether it's sensation, emotion, whatever it is, and continue to stay open. Um, and, to come back again, the breath is that cycle of the moon mirrored of that inhaling and expanding and waxing and exhaling and, and contracting and releasing um, how to, to stay, stay open and continue to breathe through that staying open and seeing where each of us has, you know, thresholds, where those thresholds are. Um, and yeah, a lot of it has been both the acceptance and being able to see when something's reflected back in the mirror, um, to not to deny it or push it away or or feel ashamed or embarrassed um, or want to hide it or something. But because it's a personal and working with the moon is is an intimate to me. It's become it is an intimate relationship um, to have what feels like this divine mother energy, this loving like experience of connecting with the moon of you know almost hearing like I know you're human I know you have to learn these lessons you have to make mistakes (laughs) you have to accept like that that part and and I'll continue to love you um and so in any way that that each of us can invite that in that that what I would describe as mothering energy of of a divine mother that isn't you know I see myself as the human mother that still snaps, you know, still has those, like, I can't, I, for whatever reason, when I can't access patients in a moment, or I haven't, my needs aren't being met, so I'll snap. Um, Those times happen less and less. They do. And I'm also still, still human. Um, 
and you know, my daughter, I am entering into another chapter of, 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 um, mothering and of, of mm-hmm. motherhood. And my oldest is going into middle school. And I feel like, wow, I'm going to, I'm switching gears here. Like, what are the gears? I don't know what gear to go in. Like what's, what's coming, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the question that, you know, so many, so many women have and, and, and there's, and there's no like prescription for it. Right. And, and for so many reasons, including that we and our daughters are all unique individual beings Mm. that have their own path. Right. Um, but this way of living and this way of seeing both ourselves and the world around us really facilitates um, the, the intuition that is needed for the journey. Yeah. 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 So is there, is there one thing, you know, that thinking of your relationship with your daughters and, and this journey that has unfolded for you in both your inner you know, inner awareness of your cyclical nature and your relationship to the moon. Um, is there one thing that you would share with mothers listening um, as a takeaway in their own relationship with their daughters? Mm. Fostering that connection, I think in, in whatever in whatever way that might be of, you know, the moon connects us to something that's a part of infinity, that's a part of an ongoing cycle. Um, and something that's been passed down to me, both from my grandmother and my mother is looking at the moon and feeling connected to a loved one. And so when my mother was pregnant with me, Mm. she was young and, um, she went to Greece and she, she, I think she had that feeling of my freedom is going to end. I don't, you know, something along those lines of like, I've got to be out because I'm, I'm now going to have this big responsibility coming. And so um, uh, she would, you know, she told my, my, my father, she said, look at the moon and think of me. And so I feel like me in her womb, here was this message she was sending to my dad as she's like in a far, you know, far away um, is look at the moon and, and feel connected, know that that connection's there. And so for all of us in ways that we can, um, help our loved ones, help others create this, this web of connection. Um, and even, you know, when people text me or say like, I saw the moon and I thought of you, like, that's so beautiful and so meaningful. And it's, it's, um, I feel that more and more with, with more, more women. And, and so as a mother, then my youngest daughter was on a, um, an outdoor, she was, uh, camping it was an outdoor ed education trip with her class and they did a night hike and so each of the students had this certain patch of the trail to walk on without a flashlight in the dark um and when my daughter came back from that Mm. she said she was terrified she was shaking and crying you know she was supported it wasn't dangerous um but it was facing this fear this fear of how do i move through the unknown and that's where our intuition served us. And she said, mom, I looked up and the moon was in the sky and I thought of you and I felt, I knew I could do it. And I'm crying now because that's so beautiful. That's <laughs> like too. touched me so deeply. Whereas like, 
you know, sometimes I think, oh, they think I'm just like so crazy. And I talk about the moon all the time. And mom, why do you always have to talk about the moon? And no, no, no. And then to hear something that is a practical, real on earth experience, it's not just in outer space. It's not like so ethereal that it's, I was afraid of the dark. I didn't know the next step, step to take. I saw the moon. I thought of you or I felt that um, support, that loving support or that intuitive guidance. I can take the next step. I know so, I have what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is, mm. that just absolutely brought tears to my eyes. That's so beautiful. You know, I'm in, um, on the earlier part of this journey, my daughter's two and a half years old and, and it's so beautiful to, to cultivate that connection from such a young age. And, you know, one of the things that we do every evening, most evenings, I should say, um, not every evening, but, you know, a lot of evenings we go outside and, and we say goodnight to grandmother moon yeah. and we spend time and just, we just like, just feel her and talk to her. And my daughter is, is so cute. You know, we live near the coast, so it's often overcast and grandmother moon, where are you? Mm. She's over there. I know she's over there. Mm. I know she's over there. You know, it's just, it's so precious, but it's really cultivating that awareness and that connection, even from an early age, believing that that is, um, is possible and, yeah. and, you know, will, will really be beneficial to her. Um, so, you know, and that's a big thing that we're, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of Moon Daughters. That's what we're going to be exploring mm-hmm. in Moon Daughters is how do we do this? How do we, how do we both, um, you know, forge this connection for ourselves so that we can embody it, right? Because yeah. if we, you know, th- there's no point in teaching. I mean, we can, we can teach this stuff to our kids all day long, but if we're not embodying it ourselves, if we're not on this path ourselves, they know, I mean, they, our kids are so incredibly intuitive and perceptive mm-hmm. they know if we're just like <laughs> you know they can see through it i mean if it's lip service and we're not living it and that is like yeah. how do i how do i live this absolutely um, yeah yeah so our you know our goal is really to um to empower women to embody this themselves to to go on that healing journey where they are able to to really connect deeply with their own their own cycles and the cycles around them and, and all of the healing that comes with that. And then to facilitate that same connection for their daughters, no matter, no matter what the age, right. So um, I'm going to share a little bit more about that right at the end, but April, will you tell us how people can connect with you? Um, I we're, we're going to do some giveaways of your 2019 calendar. So watch Instagram for that. Um, but when is your 2020 calendar going to be ready and, and how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm, so the website is the moon is my calendar.com and on Instagram, I'm at the moon is my calendar. Um, and I love hearing pe- other people say that because it's really this, this, um, uh, an honoring and a claiming of, oh yeah, the moon is my calendar. So the moon is my calendar. Um, and you can sign up for moon letters around the new moon, each cycle I'll send out, um, you know, it's often the downloads that are coming to me through my experience. And that often very much resonates with, with others. Um, and the 2020 calendar is, I was actually, (laughs) my youngest daughter was at gymnastics yesterday. I was with my older daughter and I'm like, will you help me proof? Um, we're doing the proofing of of the files so that those will go off to the printer. 
Um, and the, the pre-sales will be launching in August. Okay. Um, so those will be, yeah, perfect. keep your eyes out for that. Yeah, um, they will be available and, and the, each calendar starts, it's the new moon that's closest to winter solstice. Okay. So that turning of the wheel of the year of, from the, the depths of the dark, the returning of the light. So it'll start. It's actually on um, the 25th of December is the new moon. So wow. the, the 2020 calendar will start. So it's a great gift for solstice. A Christmas gift. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And there is um, the last year was the first year of, of the moon guide facilitator training. So um, are you, uh, are you launching that again anytime soon? Yes. So that will be, I'm looking at my dates. This, this summer has been kind of this, this so swimming in so many things to really land on the dates. Um, they'll be up on the websites. So you can see okay. um, that will be in the fall. Um, and uh, if you're on the moon letters, then you'll get the, the announcement for when that's open. And that's really, it is a way like you're describing how, how is this language of the moon and of cycles? How do I communicate that in my own way? as I'm holding space in whatever the work is, um, uh, you know, whether it is as a doula or um, an herbalist or working with, um, um, with, with clients or online courses. Um, yeah. We have a lot of midwives and doulas that listen to the show mm -hmm. and, and, you know, as just is so inherent to that work, you are, you are deeply connected to the cycle of life and understanding the significance yeah. of that. And I think so many women, yeah, that are in the birth space are are longing for this this language and this understanding to kind of take it to another level, to a deeper level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there is, especially if it um, the calendar itself for ordering bulk or ordering wholesale um, is also that option is also there because what I found is that it's been really helpful as a supportive tool. Um, I use it when I go to my acupuncturist mm -hmm. to look at the cycle and see I was experiencing migraines around this time. And, and so I get this bigger picture and then I can communicate that and share that with this practitioner um, who also speaks the language of the moon and has that understanding. And how do we continue to ripple this outward? So um, yeah. And I also, I love, I love guest teaching and I love just being a part of um, sharing this so we can access this wisdom that is within us um, that for whatever reason has been, um, uh, for those of us who've been cut off from that yeah. in some way, um, to really bring it back into mainstream to really help shift shift the tides so that we're really honoring cycles. Yeah, it's um, yeah. amazing. Well, I, I highly recommend <laughs> following April on Instagram because everything she shares is just deeply inspiring and beautiful and, and will really connect you to these concepts in practical ways. You know, I mean, it's sometimes we hear things like this and it's like, okay, what does that mean for my life? And I, I am a testament to the fact that it will impact your life in powerful, real everyday ways that are going to matter for your relationships, yeah. going to matter for your career, going to matter for your creativity, going to matter for your spiritual journey, all of these things that, you know, that we, that we value. Yeah. Um, so April and I are also going to do next week where um, we've been doing the Instagram live series after the podcast. Um, so she and I are going to do an Insta live conversation next week on August 27th. That's a Tuesday. It'll be at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So think about what you want us to 
um, follow up on? Do you want to hear more about mm. what, you know, what all of this um, connection to the moon means? Do you want to hear more about cyclical living? Do you want to hear more about, you know, some specific practices for facilitating this? Do you want to hear more about, um, you know, how to communicate this to our daughters, to our children, not just our daughters? Um, any, mm. any of those questions, um, we will be ready and waiting. You can ask us anything. Um, and you can, you can either, um, email those to me at melissa at motherbirth.co or you can dm me on instagram you can also just show up live to the conversation and pop those questions in there we'll be um we'll be interacting with you live so really excited to do that um it's just a great way to you know to continue the conversation and get you guys involved we, we want to be able to connect with you and hear and hear what you know what the people are are wanting to know more about so can't wait for that next week mm. again that's august 27th at 11 a.m Pacific standard time and like i mentioned throughout the show today um i am launching a incredible immersive group program in september um it begins on september 3rd it's called moon daughters and listening to this episode i think um i don't know if much more explanation on the name is needed <laughs> i think you get why we're calling it moon daughters what we really want to do is we want to provide women with practical tools, personal transformation, and powerful community to, to intuitively and confidently accompany their daughters on this transition to womanhood and to, and to really um, help them to connect to their inner cycles and the cycles in the world around them, no matter what their age. And so we're going to do a deep dive on all of the different aspects of that, including um, there's going to be some stuff we're just going to teach around the foundations of of our cyclical nature we're going to talk about healing through our maternal lineage and how if we want to transmit something different to our daughters there's healing work that needs to happen there mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about archetypes for girls which is like what i'm so excited about you know talking about this like we talked about today, these concepts of the fullness of the feminine range and all these different ways we experience the world and express ourselves and how they're all part, they all belong. And, and we are, we are not either pigeonholed into one nor forced to be something that we, um, you know, that we don't want to be. And so many of us have experienced growing up that, you know, the, the definitions of the feminine that were presented to us just didn't work for us. And so we either forced ourselves into a mold that wasn't us or we, we rejected mm -hmm. it completely and said, you know, I'm just going to have to be, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to embody a masculine, um, a masculine energy or, um, you know, whatever that looks like for us, instead of realizing that the range of, of the feminine and, and the different expressions of that are so, 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 so wide. And so we'll be talking about that and, and distilling it down specifically to, to what that means for girls and how we can help them understand that. Um, we're going to talk about consent um, and how that's not just about sex, how that's a conversation that begins so young mm. um, and how also that's not just about protecting girls from boys, which is something um, my partner and I are really passionate about. Uh, we're going to talk about community and, and ritual and integration, all of these good things. So the program starts September 3rd. Um, it will be a six-week program. We're going to have weekly live um, video sessions. If you can't attend them live, that's fine. You'll be able to get the recording afterwards. There will be um, weekly integration exercises for you, for your family, for your daughter. Um, not for your daughter. It's This is not a program for our daughters. It's a program for, for women. But there will be ways to implement things into your relationship with your daughter. Um, and then we'll have time for Q&A each week as well. So head to moondaughters.com to check that out. Um, we do have early bird pricing right now until next Monday, the 26th. So don't miss out. We're also only taking 40 people in this first group. So um, don't wait to sign up. I'm so excited to 
take you guys on this journey, the journey that I'm on, that my partner Jess is on. And so excited to have this conversation with April today and just feel like it all folds so beautifully in together as we, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many um, beautiful expressions of this work. And I personally um, started using April's calendar. I think it was about four four or so months ago and just immediately was like, this was the missing piece, you know, being able to see it in this nonlinear way that really doesn't, um, con it, you know, so much, so many of the ways that we, that we, even the word track, like track just feels like this very, like, you know, like dogmatic, like I have to track my cycle now, you know? And I I feel like what you've created really Mm -hmm. um, supports this, this way of thinking about ourselves cyclically and, and giving ourselves, um, grace and being invited into ease in this instead of like, now I have another thing on my to-do list to do. I have to track my cycle, you know? Um, so I love what yeah. you've created and I'm so mm-hmm. excited to share it with people. I'm so excited for just the way it enhances this, this journey. So thank you, April, for sharing with us today. I'd love to have you on the show again in the future. Um, it, I think there's just so much more that we can <laughs> explore. So such, thank you for sharing. Such a pleasure. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, I look forward to connecting on, on Instagram and what an exciting way to continue the conversation Absolutely. Um, because it's ongoing. And really this is all this work that's coming up to the surface um, in a way that it has been buried and, and not accessible. It's, it's there coming up to the surface and um, so beautiful. I just went to the website. I'm like, okay, moon, and it's Moon Daughters with an S. Moon Daughters. Yeah, Moon Daughters. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, April. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mother Birth. A special thanks to our editors, sponsors, and guests for this week's show. To learn more about working with me one-on-one or in one of my online courses or group programs, connect with me on Instagram at motherbirth.co or at my website, www.motherbirth.co, where you'll also find amazing community conversations and free resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. This show is created by Melissa Reeves, and it is intended as general information that does not constitute or substitute medical advice of any kind. You should always consult with a primary care provider with respect to your medical care if you are pregnant, planning to become pregnant, or are in the postpartum period. In this episode, I may use affiliate links to products and services that I know and trust. These are products I have personal experience with and believe that they will benefit this community. When you use these links, Mother Birth receives a small commission. What you pay for the product or service doesn't change at all. It's the same price. If I share something that includes a discount code, I may still receive an affiliate commission without affecting the discount offered to you. Thank you for supporting the show.